0: Good morning, everyone, and happy Easter again. Thanks for coming out to Marta Church. Today we continue our engagement of the Easter story, the Good Friday and Easter Sunday resurrection story, through the music of J.S. Bach and through the words of the Nicene Creed, ergo what you found on your chair when you walked in. On Good Friday, we introduced, briefly introduced the first half of the creed right up to the part that says he was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate, he suffered and was buried, and we ended our service in that quiet, grave moment. For the past two days, the last song of Bach that we listened to, "Crucifixus," has been running through my mind. I wake up in the middle of the night, it's running through my mind. You know, Bach said he wrote his music so it would be memorable. So the truths that he's trying to convey here, the truths of the Creed, would be memorable to people. And sure enough, it just kept playing and playing and playing for me. The descending tones, the dissonance of the melody, journeying, moving towards that slow, final, last breath. But today, we pick up the back half of the Creed. Beginning with the words, on the third day, he rose again. On Good Friday, uh, we talked, the early part of the Creed talks a lot about the nature of Christ, this Jesus who died and resurrected, who he really was. And through Bach's brilliant compositions, especially Jesus and the Father being of one essence, one nature, one yet two, yet one, yet two, Weaving that duet of those two voices together, if you were here and heard that, it was just such a brilliant way of conveying such a complex theological truth. Such a mystery, and yet Bach, through that piece, pulls back the veil just a little bit, rips the curtain into a little bit more. So today, we hear a bit more of who that Jesus, who we began to hear through the music and the creed, and the scriptures on Friday, really is. But today, through the story and the sounds and the music of resurrection. So join me in a short prayer, and then we'll get into that. Lord, thank you for Easter, uh, just for the beauty of this day here in this place. Uh, A bright, true blue, sun-shining, crisp new clear day Uh, the day itself was preaching even as we got up about your light you being the light of the world light of light god of god very god of very god and we pray that as we talk about your resurrection and where you went from there and who you are from there for us here now gathered uh, we'd get a sense that by your spirit you're here in the room, in our hearts, moving, speaking, opening eyes, unsticking tongues and unclogging ears so that we can see things for what they truly are. So touch our eyes, our ears, our tongues, our hearts, we pray. In your name, Jesus. Amen. When Bach sat alone composing he often marked his manuscripts with little prayers like S.D.G. Soli Deo Gloria to God alone the glory or J.J. Jesu Yuva help me Jesus which if you're trying to write the creed to music I'm sure he had a lot of J.J's in his heart and mind or I.N.J. In nomine Jesu, in the name of Jesus, in the character and being and person of Jesus, I write this music. So Bach, shaped so much by Lutheran Luther and the reformers, he knew where his divine inspiration literally came from. And he knew that intimately. And he didn't just see God as the source, the inspirer of what he created. He also saw God as the end of what he created. The aim and final end of all music should be the glory of God. If he does not pay to this, it is nothing but a diabolical bawling and twanging. And yeah, country music didn't even exist yet, so he was talking about... I know, I'm going to hear about that from you guys. What was important for Bach in that statement was the word all. The final end of all music should be the glory of God. And because of that reformed Luther, the theology of Luther formation on his life... He understood all to mean all music glor- is meant to glorify God. Music that happens in the church and music that happens outside of the church. And he got people through shade on Bach because he didn't do enough church stuff and did stuff outside of the church too much. As though those were separate things or only one, in only one place you could glorify God or he would take bits of music from his secular pieces or others and weave them in in some way to his church pieces. Which then made me think he could do, he could come to our church, a church that worships God through a Beatles song or through Eddie Vedder or or a Johnny Cash song. Bach did not see A sacred secular divide. Everything belongs to God and all good music belongs to God. His attitude towards his work, one writer writes, bespeaks the conviction of Luther and the reformers that the performance of any God-pleasing vocation was the service of God. Even if it did not lead to the performance of chorales, cantatas written for church, The Bach of the peasant cantata, the partitas, and the concertos was not, quote, too secular. These were rather the expression of a unitary worldview in which all beauty, including secular beauty, was sacred because God alone was, because God was one, both creator and redeemer. Heard that before here. Anyway, I start this Easter Resurrection Sunday morning service with all of that because we need to know that even as we've listened to some of God's inspiration, the Spirit's work through Bach already, and we'll now listen to a couple more pieces, we are listening to God's Holy Spirit-inspired, 18th century, classically formed word, of God, a whisper of God somehow through the mystery of the music of Bach, a word that we can see when we know God through the written word of the scriptures, a lyrical word, an instrumental word, a melodious word, a communicating in the way that only music can kind of word, which a musician, right? You get that right away. Yeah, there's something that music does, that creature of God does, that means through which we can praise God does, that is just mysterious, inexplicable, unifying myself with the instrument and God glorifying. And when it comes to recognizing God for who God is and glorifying God, I think we need every instrument available to be a part of that orchestra and choir. A universe of languages like music and art and science and all the things we talk about here to make up that choir to tell this story. After the Sabbath... And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay, and then go and quickly tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee, and there you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb afraid yet filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples and suddenly Jesus met them on the way greetings he said greetings he says they came to him clasped his feet and worshiped him and then Jesus said to them do not be afraid Their world had fallen apart, right? Their Savior, Jesus, they didn't. What is going on? Do not be afraid. Your world has fallen apart. The world is at war. Do not be afraid. In here, it just feels like it falls apart sometimes, and you're afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Jesus said to them. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there you will see me. And there they saw him, saw him for who he really was, or at least the beginning of Jesus becoming or stepping into the fullness of who he really was, and began to understand in knowing who he was, where he was really going. The Nicene Creed sums it up this way. The third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, he ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. He will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will never end. So with that resurrection move, everything started to become more clear. The glory of who Jesus really was, was revealed in a huge step of revelation, even more. That he really is, right now, the resurrected king. That he really is, right now, here by his spirit, here with us in his church, and churches all over the world, right now, seated at the right hand of God. His kingdom will never end. To capture the glory of that reality, Bach moves from the E minor key of crucifixus into the D, the D major key of et resurrexit. Out of the deathly silence of where we stopped on Friday when that song just ground to a silent halt, Burst forward this next ex-resurrected piece, a clear and glorious sound, a whole chorus of voices singing, meant to represent a whole world full of voices singing, a full orchestra, every instrument, every creature, every cultural creature instrument made by God, proclaiming God's praise. The timpani crashing, the trumpets screaming out God's glory. Whenever he wrote trumpets in, he said, he was writing in the glory of God. So you listen to Bach, you hear the trumpets. He was intending Bach. God was intending through Bach to point us to the glory of God in hearing that beautiful trumpeting sound. And all and ever ascending, this time, half steps. And when you you listen to the pieces back-to-back, it kind of hits you and knocks you off your chair. You want to turn your volume down. But then part of me goes, no, you can't turn your volume down on that. Evidently, you can. (laughs) (laughs) And there we go. (laughs) And so we're going to hear just a little bit of Et resurrection. Um, The music will hit you a little bit at first, um, and it'll feel a bit overwhelming, but as I was saying, it it should, because Jesus, God with us, one with the Father and the Holy Spirit, is with us. He is risen. And it goes on, doesn't go on that long, but with all that joy and clarity, uh, he has risen. Death has been defeated. This is a bright new day. This is a brand new way. He is a brand new day. He is your brand new way to life, a new life, a transformed life, life as it's meant to be even in the mess of all of this brokenness and fear. God is truly here. Christ is with us on this bright new Easter day. He's here, moving on to the next part of the creed, because his Holy Spirit is here. The Holy Spirit that Jesus promised in those beautiful verses in the middle of the Gospel of John to send to us to be his presence, his comforter, his wisdom, his guidance in our lives is here. And the Nicene Creed makes its final turn by pointing to the work of the Holy Spirit, the person and work of the third part of the Holy Trinity. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and Giver of life. He proceeds from the Father and the Son, and with the Father and the Son is worshiped and glorified. He spoke through the prophets. Now, I've talked about the complexities of the Creed so far. This is probably one of the biggest complexities this idea of the Spirit coming from the Father or from the Father and the Son, and it was such a big deal that the Western and Eastern churches split on their understanding of that one thing. So Bach, in his wisdom again, puts it together beautifully, not with an over-the-top, in-your-grill statement of the truth musically, but with a much more gentle, Like the Holy Spirit, come alongside you and whisper, and and I'm for you, and I'll never leave you or forsake you. You're mine, you belong to me, loving kind of way. So he includes in the piece we're about to hear, um, these flowing, dance-like triplets, which It reminded me of this theological idea of perichoresis, right? That the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are this beautiful dancing community of love. Like what a great description of the Holy Trinity and this serving, serving one another dance of love that Bach now puts together in music to echo that truth. And he uses oboes, which I learned, and Bach thought, signified love. In fact, he uses the oboe d'amor in this piece you're about to hear. And then in terms of the lyrics, his strong focus on the Latin word, vivi- vivification. And through that focus on that word, he's, focusing, he's telling us about, he's letting us hear about how the Spirit is the giver of all life. The one who breathes new life into you breathed into the dust when humanity was created breathe life into your soul so as we listen to this next piece et in spiritum sanctum make it a spiritual practice and listen with your imagination freed let let the same holy spirit that inspired bach that was promised by christ That inspired Bach to write this in response to the creed inspired by that same Holy Spirit to come together, that Spirit who's here, that Spirit who's here, move in you. Let the love of God enter you like a gently swelling oboe sound. I'm Because of the loving work of the Holy Spirit and the life transforming come alongside you and take you with him, resurrection of Christ, we are new people, made new in and through the love and the presence of Christ, newly named, you'll get a new name, one day perfectly, but now seen for who you are truly are in and through the resurrecting power of christ as peter wrote you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness out of the grave and into his wonderful resurrection light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy this Easter Sunday morning. To, to accomplish that for you and I and us and us that is how high Christ ascended as described in the Creed after his resurrection and that is how high he lifts us up when I read it earlier this week and it it talked about being a a holy nation and ah, I don't know right It's who of us, right? And yet through Christ he sees you. Holy. On this bright, sun-filled, true blue, dream of a sky, Easter, Sunday morning. And the Spirit is the one who affects our understanding, affects that reality happening to us, puts us in that place and then gives us eyes to see and hearts to know that this is true about who we are. That is the light that God invites us into. The creed ends with these words. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church, We affirm one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and to life in the world to come. Amen. So we look forward to the resurrection of the dead. Those of you who've gone through death, have lost a loved one, who are praying fervently for a loved one who's sick, We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and life in the world to come. And that is what Jesus' resurrection means in the eternal story of Easter. And that is what we believe in this community. Like we do all that other stuff and talk about God and all these places in the world because we believe it's God's world and God's in those places, of course. But ultimately, the tell us of that, tell us, is to this end. No more tears, no more crying with God. God will be our God, and we will be God's people, a holy nation forevermore. That's who you are, who we are, as we celebrate this Easter Sunday morning. That's our ultimate Easter confession in in this church. And so, closing this Easter Sunday message off, we're actually going to read the creed together. And that, of course, is if you feel you can say those words, read the creed. And if not, just listen. But if these are your words and truths that you believe and hold on to, as Bach did, as so many countless souls have, then say them together with me. Say them together with me right now. Say them together with people in churches around the world right now. Say them together with people throughout the last 1,700 years and all those years until he comes again. Who will be saying these words throughout time say this together now and maybe you can stand for this part so we've never done a co-reading thing here so I will try to keep a cadence going that you can follow and it's on the sheet and it'll be on the screen too we believe in one God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth Of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, begotten from the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of the same essence as the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven. He became incarnate by the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary and was made human. He was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. The third day he rose again according to the scriptures. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. His kingdom will never end. And we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. He proceeds from the Father and the Son, and with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified. He spoke through the prophets. We believe in one holy, catholic, and apostolic church. We affirm one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look forward to the resurrection of the dead and to life in the world to come. Amen. Awesome. Have a seat. I'm going to say a prayer and then we're going to sing in response. It's, it's, it's as though you could feel the echo of the truth of that, echoing back in time, echoing across the face of the earth on this Easter Sunday morning, echoing through the cosmos. The angels in heaven, all those choirs joining in, declaring who you are, probably there with words that we can't even begin to imagine thank you that us little us can know just a little bit about who you are Jesus and we pray that that knowledge would be sure and certain and a growing thing in each and all of us and we pray again that this little church just trying to get going would find its footing and be a place where the truth about who you are is declared in ever creative and beautiful and bold and true ways. Here, gathered, and here in each of our lives, wherever we're living them, wherever you've called us. So thank you for coming Thank you for dying, and thank you for the power of resurrection that you've now called us into, that is pulling us along into your eternal plan. This we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.